Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Wear Show till one o'clock this afternoon. It's Tuesday. Yes, it is. And man, did you see those games last night? That's why they played a game for somebody to win. And a lot of times the people you think is going to win don't win. And that's why they play the game. Jeez. I never would have thought Miami would lose. And Green Bay would lose. And they had two Monday night football games on, in case you didn't know, last night. And, um, man. And, of course, you know the Bengals game will be on Channel 9 this Saturday. I didn't know yesterday. I was trying to figure out where will the Bengals be on local TV. Uh, It's on the NFL Network if you're from out of town, if you're out of town. But the local city, you have to have it on one of their local stations. So Channel 9 gets the bid. And (laughs) I feel sorry for Miami, but you'll see Miami. Miami made a bowl game, Miami University. They are in a bowl game, and they were supposed to be on Channel 9, but they get bumped by the Bengals. And after the Bengals game, they'll pick up the Miami bowl game in I guess it'll be in progress there so uh you won't miss much of it but you would think you know people got a lot of relatives go to Miami that playing there who live in Cincinnati it it was bumped to uh the bounce tv that's where you'll find it bounce tv until the bingo game is over and then channel nine will pick it up yes and also uh I saw something about Howard University was supposed to be on Channel 9 also. Howard University, I think that game was supposed to start at 1 o'clock. And Howard University has been bumped to meet one of those other TV stations, too, that Channel 9 has. I tell you, you, the black college gets a bowl game, and you think you're going to see them. A lot of people have people going to Howard University, the Bisons. I think they're the Bisons. Anyway. And they won't be on the big boys. So what can you say? They'll be on in other cities, just not Cincinnati. Just not Cincinnati. On regular TV. But, um, yeah, the Bengals play Saturday, which is kind of 
kind of weird. You know what I mean? You're really not used to playing on a Saturday. And lo and behold, uh, the NFL's got, I think, three games on Saturday. And the Bengals will be the first one out the box. And hopefully we can bring home a victory. Yes. Bring home a victory. Uh, Let's see. The mayor is coming in. Where and the mayor at 11 o'clock. Break out that promo. Yes. Where and the mayor comes up at 11 o'clock. And that'll be great. That'll be great. Uh, we've got tickets to the One Hallelujah Tour. It's going to play, take place on March 24th at the Andrew Brady Music Center. Tasha Cobb Leonard, Israel Hofton, Erica Campbell, Jonathan McReynolds, and uh, I think it's Jacqueline Carr. <laughs> yeah, is that how you say it? No, it's Jacqueline Carr. Jacqueline Carr. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how you spell? That's how you spell Jacqueline? Okay. It's Jacqueline Carr. Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's, well, if you ain't going to do nothing else, you're going to mess up a name. I'm going to mess up a name because they, they spell these, all these young folks' new names, they spell these names crazy. Jacqueline. J-E-K-A-L-Y-N. Come on. It's not Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline. Well, anyway, whatever. They'll, she'll be here, and I got tickets to give away. Jacqueline Carr. I've got tickets to give away for you to see Jacqueline Carr. Jonathan McReynolds and Erica Campbell's coming. How about that? That'll be a great show. And I want to see Jonathan McReynolds. Oh yeah, Jonathan McReynolds. What I mean, does he sing? What type of gospel does uh, he, he sing? He has a very popular song called "Cycles," okay. which is one of my favorites. And he also has one called um, "Uh Shoot, I can't remember what it is." But he's like a he's a younger, newer age Christian singer, and I like a lot of his music. Okay. Okay. Well, they'll be here. Big show at uh, Andrew Brady in March. And guess what? I've got the tickets for you. So you'll be good to go. Just keep listening to me, and you'll have a chance to win. You'll have a chance to win. Oh, the song that I'm thinking about is called Adulting. Adulting? Adulting, yes. Oh, boy. What does that mean? It's just a song about <laughs> what it means to be an adult and okay. trying to pursue, you know, God's will. Okay. All right. All right. This newfangled gospel is uh, something else. Something else. Yes. It sounds like something Sharon would like to go see. So maybe I'm going to have to hook her up with tickets for that. Yes. Doesn't sound like something I would like to go see, but. <laughs> of course not, you buffet Christian. <laughs> I would go along just for the, you know, just to be there. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe the Holy Ghost might come over me while I'm there listening to that music. And uh, I might just do the Holy Dance or something. Who knows? Taylor Swift donated a million dollars to the uh, people in Middle Tennessee. You know, they had a lot of tornadoes down there. And uh, she wrote a check for $1 million for, you know, relief and aid for those people down in Middle Tennessee. How about that? She's got it. She's got it to spare. 
Yes, Taylor Swift giving back. Yeah, she made like she, she's like a billionaire now. She's up there. All right, some other things going on. Um, Westchester. Well, a lot of goes on up in Westchester. Uh, trial slated to begin for one of two men charged in a gang-related fatal shooting in Westchester. Westchester is just not the kind of place you would say, mention the same sentence, gangs and Westchester. <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's that kind of place. But they're off the chain in Westchester. Yes. And I tell you, my people, my people. When last time you've heard the cops calling the police on the police? <laughs> it can only happen in Cincinnati. And it can only happen at the Sentinel Police Association. Unbelievable. I guess they had a meeting at the Sentinels and it got kind of heated and somebody felt the need to call the police. On the police. Oh, boy. I got to hear more of the story. I just got the basic details. You know, I got sources everywhere. But, yeah, they tell me that during the Sentinel police meeting, one of the Sentinels called the cops on another Sentinel, and the cops roll in. White cops show up at the Black Police Association. <laughs> Three, six deep. Six cars roll up <laughs> at the meeting. Now, that's my story. That's what I was told. Now, somebody might come with a different story. But the true story is the cops call the cops on the cops. Is that crazy or what? They all had their radios, I guess. And somebody said, hey, this meeting is out of hand. We need you to come and escort somebody out of this meeting. And then they roll up six deep. White cops come to escort a black cop out of a black cops meeting. How much sense does that make? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Let's pray for the Sentinel Police Association. Let's pray for them. They've been around too long to go out like this. <laughs> They've been around too long to go out like this. Come on. Well, Cardi B says she's been single for a minute now. Why didn't you tell me? I was, I was going to hook the real Terrence Howard up with Cardi B. I think he's the man to handle Cardi B, the real Terrence Howard. We'll see. But, yeah, uh, Offset is no longer around. Yes. I guess he was having an affair with another rapper. You know who she was, uh? It was another rapper that supposedly... Remember the story you did a couple weeks back about a rapper named Blueface and yeah. the, his girlfriend, Krishan Rock? Yes. 
So they have since had a baby and drama, drama, drama. He has since like gotten engaged, and then now they're break broken up to his first baby mama, which was a young lady by the name of Jaden. Just a whole bunch of drama been going down for the last week or so, and so they're no longer together. She's moved on. He tried to go back to his original baby mama, but they broke up. And so they just been throwing shots back and forth on Twitter. Oh, boy. And he's known to, like, throw stuff out there just to cause, like, a ruckus when he's mad at her. So and one of their exchanges on Twitter, he tweeted that she slept with Offset, who is Cardi B's now ex-husband. Because she just yeah. came out and made a video and said that they they broke up a while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of young rapper drama. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. Uh, segregation, poverty, inequality, how well do we know Cincinnati's neighborhoods? Well, it's really, they are really segregated. <laughs> you know, you look at these numbers and I tell you, 85% of the population in Hyde Park, Mount Lookout, Columbia, Tusculum, and Mount Adams have a college degree but the thing about it 85% of the people who live there are white yeah among neighborhoods that are at least 75% white all but one has a poverty rate lower than the city average among neighborhoods that are at least 75% black all but one has a poverty rate above the city average. Five neighborhoods with the highest percentage of homeowners all have poverty rates well below the city's rate. Yeah. And the five neighborhoods with the highest percentage of homeowners you could probably guess them. Hyde Park, California, Mount Lookout. Unbelievable. Yeah, we'll talk to the mayor about that when he comes in at 11 o'clock. Uh, a couple of other things. A man sues New York City. After 27 years in prison, cleared in a subway token uh, clerk, token clerk killing. Yeah. Now, you know, when I say 27 years, when I say somebody's been in jail for 27 years for a crime they didn't commit, you know what color he is. 99.99% of the time, it's a black man. And yes, this is a black man who uh, recently was cleared of in the gruesome 1995 killing of a subway token booth clerk. He sued New York City and two detectives on Monday, saying that uh, wanton and reckless law enforcement culture subjected him to decades of wrongful imprisonment that left him, uh, that left grave psychological damage. Yeah. And he's going to sue the cops, too. You know, people need to start suing cops and prosecutors when they end up going to jail for crimes they didn't commit. Yeah. Where, somebody said, where's California 
incense. That's like uh, when you headed toward Coney Island, down in that area, like that little residential area near Cal- near uh, Coney Island. That's called California. Chris Rock and other comedians decline the offer to host the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes, you know, they were accused of uh, racism a few years back. And, uh, you know, they they were just not a lot of black people getting awards and things like that. And so now they're trying to clean it up. <laughs> and one guy said, why did they ask me to be the host of the Golden Globes? There's one reason. I'm black. Yeah. So the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and they were a nonprofit behind the Golden Globes until June. They came under fire for lack of diversity in its membership, leading to a major behind-the-scene changes. So, yes. The Texas woman... I guess she has left Texas to get an abortion. The Texas Supreme Court wanted to stop everything and take another look at it while this woman is suffering. Her health is um, not the best. She's not in the best condition. And uh, apparently she uh, has left the state to get an abortion. These people, I tell you, they need, it's just no words these right-wing anti-abortion folks. Well, it looks like uh, Claudine Gay is still holding on to her job. She's got backing of the board, backing of the faculty. They love her at Harvard. Yes. And Claudine Gay still hangs on to her job. But the pit, uh, what was it, Pennsylvania, what was it, uh, Pitt, I can't remember where college she was from. She she resigned and she couldn't take the heat. But it seems like black president of Harvard University, Claudine Gay, has got support and she's hanging on to her job. We'll see if that lasts. A high school basketball player and his family beat the coach up in the parking lot after being benched during the game. See, that's some messy stuff. Now, the coach benched the kid because he was trying to start a fight with one of the other players on the other team. And the coach, you know, pretty much said, hey, I'm taking you out of the game. You don't know how to act. You're trying to fight. Stop it. You're mouthing off doing it. So he benched the kid. So, you know, the parents were upset. They son got benched. Uh, That coach don't know what he's doing. And so after the game, uh, they went, they were playing an away game, I do believe. So they went back to the school and the coach got out of his car uh, or got off the bus and went in. They were out there then. He went into his office. And then when he came back out, they were still waiting. They were waiting for him. Anyway, the kid ends up punching the coach in the face. And then the other family members jumped in. And some other coaches and passerbys, you know, 
stopped the fight and, you know, got him out. But the, uh, you know, cops were called and kids was arrested. And, you know, come on, folks. Is it that you're going to jump the coach because he benched the kid? (laughs) What is wrong with people? Yeah. Police say that when the unnamed coach returned to the high school, the student and family were waiting in the parking lot. The coach went into the school, but when he came back out, the student and his family were still there, which is when the assault took place. As they approached the victim, they began verbal confrontation, which led to the student punching the victim in the face. According to the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, at that time, the student's mother also began assaulting the coach. The mother is getting herself a little piece of it, too. Unbelievable. During the investigation, deputies reviewed video of surveillance and interviewed witnesses collaborating the victim's facts. Deputies also noted the victim had injuries to his head, neck, face, and arms as a result of the assault. Both of the suspects were located in a short time later and placed under arrest with the charge of assault on a public servant before being taken to the Montgomery County Jail. This is uh, Montgomery County in in Texas. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mother even jumping on the coach. How do you expect the kids to act if the mother's going to act like that? Let's take a break. We'll come back. 513-749-1230. 513-749-1230. It's Lincoln Ware. It's Tuesday. We're 1230. The Buzz. 1230-WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln Ware with you. And let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with my good friend Lisa Baker. Were you at the Sentinel meeting Mm-mm. yesterday? <laughs> Lincoln Ware, I was not at the meeting. But did you hear about it? Lincoln, I heard what you heard. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I didn't have sources like you. You know, you was probably on somebody's uh, Zoom. You was probably no. actually at the meeting. No, no. Unofficially. So you heard the same thing I heard. I heard the same thing. Well, so I guess that's probably what happened then. Um, but I know you're going to get to the bottom of it. I, I, I know it was some 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 folks high in your Rolodex <laughs> at the meeting. So I, I'd like to see if they're going to call in and give a, a spin on what happened. I don't know. We'll see mm-hmm. if they have the guts to call in and uh, tell us what happened. But uh, i tell you, what, can't we all just get along? Why, why would the Apparently Black not. Police Association have to call the police to get somebody removed? That's unbelievable. I'm just shaking my head, and I'm staying focused today. I'm staying focused on what I'm supposed to be talking about today. All right. We're looking for two people. The first one, his name is Zachary Dick. He's wanted for felony drug charges. Zachary Dick is a white male. He's 38 years old, 5 foot 10, 200 pounds, has a history of weapon and drug charges, last known to live on Horton Street in Fairmount. Zachary Dick. I did make a bet, Lincoln, where I said, oh, I bet I bet somebody said, Lincoln, he, he going to talk about it. He going to talk about it. <laughs> well, you won so your won. bet. You won your bet. <laughs> I, I did. I won my bet. 
Let's see if they're going to pay up. The <laughs> second person we're looking for is Yvonne Harden, who's wanted for child endangerment. Yvonne Harden is a black female. She's 44 years old, 5'4", 125 pounds, has a history of thefts and assaults, last known to live on Lorona Avenue in Avondale. So if any of the listeners know where detectives can find Zachary Dick or Yvonne Harden, give Crime Stoppers a call, 513-352-3040. All right, I could go so many places with Zachary, but I'm not going to do it. And neither did I. <laughs> Lincoln, have a good show today. All right, we'll talk to you. All right, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you till 1 o'clock this afternoon at 1. Uh, yes, uh, we will give you the music festival rundown. I'm trying to, I was trying to wait to uh, Santangelo called me and let her uh, uh, give it out. But um, we'll give her another five or ten minutes and see. If we can uh, get a hold of her and let her make the announcement, Fran Santangelo. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to, uh, we might, might as well start off the day with a whole lot of love from Miss Nettie. Miss Nettie, how you doing? I am doing good. Greetings to you from beautiful Lincoln Hikes. And you on the who's who list. Am I? Oh, yes. I found that out <laughs> and I need to get one of those books. Oh, yeah. And if I can't get it from you, I'm going to call Tracy. All right. You better call Tracy. <laughs> Dang, don't you start no messing. I mean, these books, you just don't. I mean, these are books that are very. I'll pay for it. That are very. I don't know. I'll have to find out where you can get one. Okay. Well, the First Lady is already looking. So, yes. hey. All right. Now, All right. And where the lady of walk and talk. Hello, young lady. How you doing there? And to Lincoln Beware, yes. and to Raven Mundy, the talk show host. Oh, yes, she's a great talk show host. And to the real Terrence Howard, and to everybody out there, okay? And y'all, make sure y'all remember my name, Nettie! <laughs> that was in the color purple, y'all, and that's oh, going to be coming out real soon. Oh, boy. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm enjoying myself listening to you, Lincoln. Well, that's good. I'm glad. So I'm going to continue to listen. All right. And to beautiful Raven, okay? All right. To everybody out there, I send my love to y'all. All right. All Bye-bye. right, Miss Nettie. Good talking to you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's uh, move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Here's a man who's, uh, I know your ears were were burning yesterday, uh, Donnie Isaacson. Uh, the uh, uh, Who was it? Stefan was saying you were Living, you weren't living in the district that you were running for, uh, and you shouldn't have been elected. Uh, that's what he was pretty much saying. How you doing, Donnie? Hey, Lincoln. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I am doing well. Uh, you know, I heard I heard that some of that was going on. It's the same, uh, some of the same rumors that happened uh, last year. You know, so I just I wanted to very quickly set the record straight. I live in Over the Rhine. I live, for those who really want to know, at the corner of 15th and Republic. And the question uh, was, how long had, had, you, had you, he said you had to be living there a year. He said that the, the law says you had to be living there a year before you could run. Is that true? I'm not sure. That is true. I lived at, uh, in the Emory Building above Coffee Emporium and over the Rhine for about three and a half years. Oh, and I lived okay. in uh, the West End for a year. And then I just renewed my lease for a second year at my current apartment in over the Rhine. All right. So that is that in the district, uh, the uh, over the Rhine? Is that the district, part of your district? 
Or is it, it just is, the West it's End? It's the, 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 the exact heart of the district. And, you know, this stuff is, as you know well, it is a distraction from the real work, which is, you know, making sure kids can get to schools that are well-funded, making sure seniors yeah. can stay in their homes, as we've talked about. You know, those, that's the work I've been doing up here and uh, excited to have another um, another campaign where we can talk about some of that progress and can talk about how much work there still is to go on, on gun safety, on making sure people feel safe and secure in their neighborhoods. Um, so, you know, the, the distractions are just not worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you've been living there. You were living there how long before uh, the election? Over a year, you say. Yeah, I've been in the district well over a year. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Z, I'm glad you called in to set the record straight. Stefan calls in, swears up and down you weren't living there. And I said, well, if he was in violation of it, why didn't you report him to the Ethics Commission? Because they could have uh, filed some type of charges or something and taken you off the ballot if that they could approve that. Correct? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, there's no, I just want to be very clear, there is no basis for that claim. Zero. It is a complete fabrication uh, and a distraction. But I will tell you that I'm very excited about a, the second annual toy drive that we're doing on Thursday in the West End in partnership with Seven Hills Neighborhood Houses. Okay. So if folks have toys they want to bring and donate, you can do that before noon uh, this Thursday. And then for any families in the area, uh, for the second year in a row, we're going to have a toy drive to make sure that uh, more kids, uh, have gifts for the holidays, and that's at noon on Thursday at the Seven Hills Neighborhood Houses on Finley Street. All right, that sounds good to me, Donnie. It's always great talking to you, and uh, we'll get those toys out there to those kids. Thanks for talking. Thanks so much, Lincoln. All have right. Okay, there you go. So uh, he calls in to uh, pretty much say that um, Stefan was telling a lie. Says he'd been living at the. He was living at the. Uh, Above the Coffee Emporium, right there on Central Parkway, and is that Walnut Street? Uh, maybe it's Walnut. Yeah, uh, for three years before he decided to run, then uh, he moved to the West End. So yeah, and the Coffee Emporium is in his district. So I don't know what Stefan is talking about. I just don't know. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. Vaughn, Rod, Brenda, all holding on. We'll get to you. Uh, coming up at 11, we've got Mayor Aftap Pierval coming in to the studio. Where and the mayor at 11, right here on 1230, The Buzz. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys playing with my 1230 WGBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati. Your talk station, Lincoln, we're with you. And uh, let's see, I guess about 37 minutes ago, they uh, pretty much released, officially released the uh, 2024 Cincinnati Music Festival lineup. Of course, Thursday, doing another uh, celebration of hip hop. And they'll give you those artists later. They haven't been announced yet. But on Friday night, the headliner for Friday night, Maxwell. Neo, Fantasia, October London, and Lakeside. That's Friday night. Maxwell, the headliner. Then on Saturday night, it's New Edition. Kim, SWV, Stokely, 
and another artist to be named later. So New Edition headlines on Saturday night. So Friday night you got Maxwell, then Saturday night you got New Edition. Fresh off their residency in Las Vegas. How about that? And Maxwell, he always puts on a pretty good show. Maxwell. So there you have it. And it's all the way live with Lakeside. Oh, yeah. And there'll be a couple other artists named later. But those are the headliners. Now, you said last year that would be your last year on stage. Are you going to make it this year? Uh, I'm not going to be. Now, if, if I'm on stage, it'll be for somebody else. You know what I mean? Wanted me to make an announcement for somebody that's not even connected with the festival or something like that. But I'm not going to be working backstage like I've been doing for the past 50 years. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm done. I told him I'm done. I told Fran last year. I said, that's my last year. I'm done. So I'm just going to enjoy the festival this year. And um, if I, like I say, if I go on stage, it'll be uh, somebody asked me, would, oh, um, would you make an, our announcement next year? Uh, you know, one of the sponsors wanted me to do something. I might do it for them. But other than they, me introducing acts and stuff like that, no. Uh-uh. Okay. No, I'm done. I'm retired from that. Slowly dropping stuff, you know? <laughs> Make it wear, please. <laughs> I'm serious. You're not going nowhere. I'm dropping. I'm slowly dropping things. And this is a start right here. The music festival. But that sounds like a pretty good, uh, a lot of people like, this October London guy, they say sounds like uh, Marvin Gaye, a young Marvin Gaye. He does. October London. I'll play a song when we come back. All right, play. We want to hear one of his songs. And I love Fantasia. I like her. And she's fresh off of uh, uh, The Color Purple. She'll be coming in fresh off Color Purple. She was here for her concert. She did amazing. Really? She's good. She's a great performer. Yeah, she is. She's good. So, um, yeah. New Edition. Of course, uh, everybody loves New Edition. Ralph Tresvant. I guess he'll do his show from here on that Sunday night. No, just joking. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, um, of course, he comes on, Ralph Tresvant, every Sunday night, Sunday through Thursday on 100.3. He follows me on Sunday night on the Sunday Soul Classics, and um, he's always on time. Ralph Tresvant. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Looks like Vaughn is up, then Rod and Brenda. Vaughn, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Oh. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, like as far as like the housing and a whole lot of other things, like I even heard, you know, um, I'm not sure if you want me to, you know, speak about this, but I even heard a little bit on the Al Sharpton show how, you know, they're getting rid of, uh, they're trying to do something with affirmative action. But I just wanted to say this little piece like, Whatever that us in the community see that we're, as far as, like, African-Americans see what we're lacking in, we need to continue to be fighting for. You know, there's plenty of laws, there's plenty of things out there that we're just not fighting for, that we need to be fighting for. So they can see, so these white people can see that, like, no, we're not, we're not letting down. We want this, we deserve the same things that you guys, 
has made sure that y'all head off of our generational wealth, our, our ancestors' wealth. So we deserve the same. And until we come out with them approaches, they're going to treat us like this. Like yes. we know that they took reading from us. We know that they took our language from us. They didn't want us reading, doing these things during slavery. So it's like we're mimicking a little bit of what they're doing, and we're letting them treat our generations any kind of way. And it's like we need to start thinking better than this and still fighting for them. It can't be just a few blacks. It needs to be a large range of yes. African Americans along with others that want to fight with us so we can get to these places that we're supposed to be, that we were originally um, already there, but it got taken from us. And I just think, like, we lacking. I mean, we sitting back letting them sleep on us, and we're sleeping on each other. And it's, I just think it's so disrespectful in a lot of ways. And, you know, I could speak further about this, but, um, you know, there's, like I said, there's plenty of things that they're trying to take away from us, and we need to be – we need to start, and we need to hurry up before they really feel like they can just keep on taking things from us, and we're gonna, and we're we're back to where we were years ago. All right, thanks for your call. All right, appreciate it. All right, seven four nine twelve thirty five one three is the area code. Hey Rod, how you doing? Hey Lincoln, how you doing, man? I'm hanging in there. What's on your doing mind? All right. Good, man. Yeah, I'm just enjoying my little vacation day off. I have to okay take one off. I got too much time left. Anyway. I wanted to bring up some uh, that I see every day when I turn on the TV. That war was so-called war over in Israel. Yes. It's not a war. It's more like a slaughter. Anyway, um, what is the difference, man? I can't see the difference between Benjamin Netanyahu and Vladimir Putin. What is the difference between <laughs> the two guys? Yeah, there, there's a big difference. There's I a mean, big other difference. than they both ruled, they're two different countries. Yeah. I can't see no difference. One of them has already been deemed a war criminal by the U.N., right? Yes. Vladimir Putin. Yes. What the hell? What is? Don't you think Benjamin Netanyahu has already pushed enough or done enough? Wouldn't you consider the things that he's doing now criminal? Well, I mean, it depends on who you talk to. It I depends mean, on bombing, who you talk to. He's bombing women and children. They even said yeah. yeah. That I mean, their own military. I, I will agree. There's too many say, civilians that are being killed in their reckless bombing. I agree with you. Right. I mean, that's criminal. That's that's got to be. They, they even stated that their own military changed the rules after October 7th. Instead of having 10-pointed targets, they got, like, whole city blocks as, as a target. I yeah. mean, you can't do that. Those, those, you know, you got civilians in there. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I mean, so, I, I hate to see. And when I watch the news, it just saddens me to see those people over here in Gaza, uh, how they're suffering. And a lot of them didn't have anything to do with what they're going through. You know what I mean? We're talking 20,000 so dead, 20,000, and most yeah. of them are children. I agree. And, and, and now, and, and President Biden has got his stamp of approval on that. You know that, yes, right? Yes. The United States is the only country in the world that's, that's continuing, that, that want that bombing to continue. So that, that, may, that means Joe Biden ain't no better than another war criminal. I mean, what's really going on? Well, I mean, it's deep and it's uh, something that's been going on for years and years. You know, the last time when Jimmy Carter was president, it was uh, uh, Anwar Sadat and uh, Menachem Begin. Remember yeah. that? But I mean, I, I just don't and see how the world, was, how people just not calling it what it is. And then over here in this country, 
if you just bring up the question, like right now, I'm, I guarantee you, somebody that already that already labeled me as anti-Semitic Probably. because I even because I brought up the question. Yes, yeah. If you what, what uh, you know, it, it the climate now. If you say anything that's even slightly against the Jewish community, you're labeled anti-Semitic, and that's the, this, that's the climate that's, we're in now. That's wrong in itself. That's wrong in itself because I mean. You know, it's like you can't because, disagree. You because, can't disagree. You can't disagree with what's going on over there. And if you do, then you label. Well, see, that's that's wrong right there. See, and President Biden is silent. You know, he's just I mean, is Israel like United States is bitch or something? Oh, jeez. I mean, what? The, I mean, you, you know what, man? It's crazy. But what I'm saying is like, OK, just because you call yourself a Jew, that doesn't mean that your ancestors came from that region. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I mean, you, you know, your ancestors could have came from Eastern Europe. I mean, I, I understand that's where the Nazis came from. All right. Well, hey, Rod, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. I hear what yeah, you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for your call. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Brenda, you're up next on the Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. Is this October London? Oh, baby, I've been thinking about you. Yeah, I can hear Marvin Gaye. And all of the things I want to do. Once the day becomes the night. Said I've been patient and not been kind. Oh, but my body is running out. Okay. 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln Ware till 1 o'clock this afternoon. And coming up at 11, Mayor Aftab Pierval, wearing the mayor at 11. Stick around for that. Brenda, how you doing today? Well, not too good. My son is in a London Correctional Institution He's in agonizing stomach pain. He has an ulcer. Correction officers, he can't stand up. They took him up to the office to batter him and threaten him about us, the family, checking on his condition. He needs to get out to a hospital. I tried every avenue I could possibly get. Well, yeah, uh, that, uh, you were, you're the one that was outside the station yesterday, yes, correct? Yes, me and my daughter. Yeah, Camila. okay, so uh, Cecil Thomas says he's going to work on that. Have you talked to him lately? No, I've been trying to call him. He hasn't. My, he, my, he needs to get out to a hospital like ASAP. Okay, you never did talk to him yesterday. Yes, once. Okay. And then his his guy came on the phone. We gave him our email. He hasn't got back with us yet. Yeah. My son called this morning. He's a, has, he's in a fetal position. Oh boy. Hmm. Well, hopefully Cecil Thomas will make a call up there and get a doctor to go in and check on this uh, uh, your son and. Uh, get him to a hospital because it sounds like he's in dire need uh, of a doctor. Yes, and the jail is threatening me for checking on my son. I mean, I can't sleep. I can't eat. Yes. We're just going. I mean, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, Well, yeah, I'll give Cecil another call and uh, make sure he's working on that to see if we can get somebody to take a look at your son. Thank you. All right. 
Thanks for your call, Brenda. Thank you. All right. Yes, she was waiting on me outside the door yesterday. <laughs> yes, she is serious. And I called Cecil Thomas while she was standing there. Cecil talked to her. Gave I gave her Cecil's number, and that's pretty much what I can do. And we'll wait and see what happens. I'll give him a I'll text him a message now to make sure uh he's on it. Yeah. Because um she says um he's in bad, bad shape. Man. All right, uh, 749-1230-513 is the area code. I had a couple other stories I never did get to. Uh, Giuliani's lawyer, uh, you know, the two black women who they claim was stealing boats in, in, in Georgia. And they had all these right wing Trumpsters go to their house, threaten them and do all kind of stuff, just ruin their lives. Well, you know, they sued Giuliani and... And his lawyer saying their their demand, their damages accounts to, to the death penalty. It will be the death penalty for Giuliani if they got what they want. But, of course, he's broke. He's pretty much broke. I think he might still own his maybe $6 million condominium in New York. He may still own that. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get anything out of broke Jew. He owes lawyers hundreds of thousands of dollars. He doesn't have a what Where does he do? He doesn't work. What does he do? I don't know if they'll get any money, even if they win the lawsuit. I don't know if they'll get anything. But he's saying what they're asking for is equivalent to the death penalty. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Man. Let's see, a couple other things. Uh, Jack Smith from the Justice Department, he wants he wants the Supreme Court to decide whether Donald Trump has any immunity from criminal prosecution for alleged crimes he committed while in office. And he wants the Supreme Court to make that ruling like right now. Like before his trial date starts, they need to know. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with that. And see, all this stuff, something tells me that he's not going to be able to run. Okay, uh, they put out a list of 20 cities that is the top destinations around the world, 20 cities around the world. There's two Cincinnati, I mean two Cincinnati, two cities in the United States that made the list out of 20. These are the world top cities. We're talking about around the entire world. They There's those 20 cities and the United States had two out of those 20s. The first person to call me at 749-1230 to tell me those two cities, I'll give you a pair of tickets to the One Hallelujah Tour, March 24th at Andrew Brady Music Center. 
Tasha Cobb and Erica Campbell and others. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. The first person to tell me the name of the two cities in the United States were among the top 20 in the world. If you tell me, the tickets are yours. My phone number, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Two cities in the United States made the list. Go ahead, caller. Do you know the answer? Orlando and Vegas. No. No, I would have thought Vegas myself, but Vegas wasn't one of them. <laughs> Thanks for your call. All right, do you know the answer? Orlando, Florida, and Los Angeles. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, he had one of them. He had one of them. All right, the first person to tell me which two cities made the list of the top 20 destinations around the world. If you name those cities, I'll give you a pair of tickets to the One Hallelujah Tour that's going to take place March 24th at the Andrew Brady Music Center. All right, go ahead. Do you have the answer? New York, Los Angeles. You are correct. Did you look that up? <laughs> okay. Well, see, there you go. You looked it up, and I did. I wasn't sure about one of them, so oh. yep. All I right. Did. Well, congrats. What's your name? Uh, Bernie Williams. All right, uh, Miss Williams. Uh, you won yourself a pair of tickets to to the One Hallelujah Tour, March twenty fourth at the Andrew Brady Music Center. Tasha Cobb Leonard, uh, Israel Halton, uh, Erica Campbell, Jonathan McReynolds, and uh, Ja'Kalen Carr. How about that? Okay, thank you. All right, well, hold on. We'll get some information from you. And uh, what okay. station just made you a winner? Uh, 1230, The Buzz. All right, hold on. Let's uh, break for news, and then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. Don't. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati. It's eleven thirty for the mayor. <laughs> they changed it. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot they had changed it to eleven thirty. I looked at my text messages, and yeah, it's changed to eleven thirty. So he'll be in at eleven. He's not late. I just had the we we changed the time like three or four times, and the last change was eleven thirty. So there we go. He'll be in at eleven thirty. All right, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Uh, And I've got more tickets to give away all week long to the One Hallelujah Tour. And it seems like it's going to be a pretty good concert. Yes. Yes. All right, who's on uh, four? Is that somebody? All right. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. A couple other things that I didn't get to. I got to the Giuliani story. There was another one. The tax rate, I got to say that for the mayor. Property tax rate will remain the same for 2025 uh, after the rollback. Got that. Oh, yeah. A man threatened to kill Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. 
He's been arrested. <laughs> he, he, folks. Tyler Anderson of Dover allegedly replied to a campaign text message about a breakfast meet and greet with um, Ramaswamy. He says, great. This is what the guy said he, when he responded to the text message. Great. Another opportunity for me to blow his brains out. This is what Anderson wrote, threatening in a second message to kill and sexually assault other people attending the event. So he was going to kill Ramaswamy and then sexually assault the other people. What? What is wrong with people? He wasn't going to kill them. He was going to sexually assault them. What? Have people lost their freaking minds? Unbelievable. He said, I'm going to kill you, Ramaswamy, and anybody there, anybody else, I'm going to just sexually assault them. Oh, boy. I knew you would call, Bill, when you heard that song. You got to be right. When I heard her play that, I'm like, oh, God, here comes Bill. I know he's coming. That's right. Okay. What's on your mind, Bill? You called me. Yes, I did. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, um, the the religion uh, uh, part that you were talking about yesterday. Oh, please. I no Bible, Bible, Bible. Out of proportion. No Bible, Bible, Bible today, please. Well, but you know what? Next to you, there is room for God up there. And there's a God up there that loves you, okay? So don't you forget that, all right? All right. Next time you diss somebody, okay? Okay. I remember that, Bill. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. Yes, please. No Bible study today. We had enough Bible, Bible, Bible yesterday to last a whole week. Donna, how are you? Hey, Mr. Ware, how are you doing today? Donna, I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Um, I have a question for the mayor about um, gun safety. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. I, I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> okay. So I won't be able to hold for him. But I read a, a, uh, an article from ProPublica, uh-huh. and the city of Chicago filed a lawsuit against a gun seller, West Sports Sports, Inc., Mm-hmm. They were in Indiana, and the city of Chicago had partnered with the University of Chicago, and the university found out that this gun uh, dealer was the third largest supplier of guns recovered by the Chicago police. Wow. So, yeah, so they filed a lawsuit, and it's finally, like, they got him put out of business. So my question to the mayor is, Has uh, the city of Cincinnati done any investigations into where these guns are coming from? Um, Okay, I'll ask. So that we can do something about it. (laughs) I will definitely ask him that question when he comes in at 1130. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and you have a good day. Hey, Donna, thanks for your call. And if you're able to call back, feel free to call back and talk to him. Okay, will do. Thank you. That's uh, Donna, and uh, that's a good question. All right. 
749-1230-513 is the area code. And I did see uh, on the, uh, we talked about it yesterday, Elon Musk restoring the uh, conspiracy theorist Alec Jones' uh, uh, X account, formerly Twitter. And the thing about it, it was like 70% of the people said that he should restore his account. Who are these people? I'm just, I'm baffled by how the world thinks nowadays. What? Why would you want this guy back on social media after what he did to those, the parents of those dead children? 70% of the people said he should be restored. Unbelievable. What? What happened to people? Was it COVID? I don't know. They, people do seem to be crazier since COVID. So I'm going to blame it on COVID. Because I don't know if we had all this stuff going on before COVID. Or is it that we just didn't pay much attention to it? But 70% of the people... Want this guy, Alex Jones, back on X, formerly known as Twitter. What's wrong with those 70%? What what are they thinking? Do they realize what this guy did to those parents? Do they realize what he did? Maybe they just don't know what he did. I don't know. But the torture he put those families through. Your kid is dead and gone, shot by this lunatic. And he's saying it was all a fake. It was Hollywood. Those kids were actors and they're not dead. They were just actors. Unbelievable. I just don't understand what goes through the minds of people nowadays. An employee was stabbed at Kroger in Indiana at a Kroger store during their shift. When I heard that, I thought about twin. I'm like, okay, twin, you better have it, keep your head on a swivel when you're working. A woman was fatally stabbed while working at an Indiana Kroger on Thursday morning Police have confirmed uh, the woman worked at the Waynedale Kroger in Fort Wayne, Indiana. According to witnesses, a man threatened staff at a store around 10.30 a.m. Then the man left. The man later came back and stabbed a woman working at the store before leaving in a vehicle. Fellow employees tried to help the woman until police arrived to take over. Police tried to save the woman until medics arrived they took her to a local hospital where she died from her injuries. Police are still trying to identify the man accused of stabbing the woman, but have yet to find him as of uh, this past Thursday. It appears to be a targeted incident, and there's no ongoing threat to the public 
or to the employees of that Kroger store. I mean, you can't even work nowadays and be safe. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, top, the United States made two out of the top 20. Top destinations around the world. Yes. So we did get in there. Number one was Paris, France. How about that? Tokyo was number four. Amsterdam was number five. Berlin, six. Rome was seven. New York, eight. I think uh, Los Angeles was somewhere around Oh, 19. I don't know why I don't have the complete list in front of me here. I guess I didn't. it didn't print. But anyway, but yeah, those were the, uh, the U.S. made two of the top cities around the world. New York and L.A. Yeah, I would have picked Orlando myself. I would have said Orlando. Because of Disney. But it was not in the top 20. Not in the top 20. A couple other things. Um, the mayor and this tax situation, this rollback, uh, that's going to be discussed. A couple other things. Uh, mortgage rates are dropping. And people are wondering, is this a good time to buy a house? For some, yes. For others, maybe not. For some, yes. For others, maybe not. The property tax rate will remain the same after a rollback ended last year. Uh, Cincinnati City Council Committee voted to keep the property tax rate at 6.1 mills. The second year in a row without the decades-long rollback of lower rates. And the city's probably uh, looking at a deficit that we'll be facing down the road. It's coming. It's coming. I want to tell you a little bit about my good friends over at Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Yeah. Their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy, real easy, for you to get the primary care you deserve. I was looking at this report from the city, from the Enquirer, and there's just so many people out there without insurance, medical insurance. So many people out there without medical insurance, and they're missing out on the great treatment that if they had insurance that they could get uh, if they were on Medicaid or something, Medicare. Uh, if they were on Medicare, you know, they you, you could get this excellent treatment at Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Yeah. So check with your Medicare insurer, and uh, I'm sure Dedicated will probably accept them. But you got to check. The phone number, 
you can just call them up and ask them. The phone number is 513-572-5757. That's 513-572-5757. Appointments are available right now. And uh, other than just seeing the doctor, you know, seniors, they love company. They love the talk. They love activities. They've got yoga, aerobics, Bible study, line dancing. They've got it all. And dedicated. All right, let's move along. Actually, we need to take a break, and then we'll come back. 513-749-1230. Lincoln Ware with you. 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ. The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Lincoln Ware. And the Bengals game will be on uh, Channel 9, where 9 is on your side, where 9 stands for news. Yes. Uh, The Bengals-Viking game, WCPO, and that's where you'll find it. It's going to be on the NFL channel also. And... um, There was the Cricket Celebration Bowl, the Cricket Bowl, Howard University, the HBCU was going to be, they're going to be in the Cricket Bowl, and they were were playing Florida A&M, and that game was supposed to start noon Saturday on ABC, and it'll be on noon Saturday on ABC in other cities, it just won't be on here in Cincinnati. So Channel 9 will move uh, that game to the Bounce Network. Yeah. And that's available free over the air with an antenna uh, or on Channel 9.3. On Channel 9.3. It's also on Spectrum Cable, Channel 992. And Alta Fiber on Channel 258. I don't know why DirecTV don't have the Bounce Channel. I don't know why. But anyway... Uh, that's where you'll find Howard University and the Florida A&M Rattlers on, uh, at noon on Saturday, uh, that HBCU game, which, you know, of all times for the Bengals to be on Channel 9. Then Miami University, they were bragging there, got a Saturday bowl game. It'll be the school's first telecast on ABC since 2005. But it won't appear on the local ABC affiliate. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's coming on after the Bengals game. I think that game starts at 3 o'clock. So you won't miss a whole lot of it, but you'll miss some. No, the game starts at 3.30. So, you, yeah, you'll miss it. Yeah. The Bengals game should be over around 4. And then they'll join the Mid-American Conference champion Red Hawks that went 11. They quietly went 11-2 this year. Miami Red Hawks. Yeah, 11-2. They'll be playing Appalachian State Mountaineers. The Mexico Cure Bowl. So uh, that's how the shakeup will look because Channel 9 will carry the Bengals-Vikings game on Saturday. 
Yes. So that's the lineup there. But I was looking forward to seeing Howard play Florida A&M. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing that. Okay, uh, one of my sources says, don't believe all the hype. One person wanted the other person out of the meeting because they were making the person who called the police stupid. Okay, making the person who called the police stupid. No one was disorderly. The police never should have been called. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. And I didn't think so. I didn't think so that anybody was disorderly. You know, a cop, you know, you that. Yeah. And the person they called the police on, I know this person is not the type to be disorderly. I'm going to leave names out. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to mention any names. I want to, but I'm not. Because I know both people involved. And I'm not just, I'm not going to mention their names. Yeah. If you want their names, you're going to have to do some investigating and find out yourself. Because I'm not mentioning any names. But I just don't know how it came to the Sentinel Police Association, black cops calling the cops on somebody at the meeting and all white cops show up. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's just plain crazy. That's just plain crazy. But anyway, what can you say? What can you say? All right. A couple other things. The, uh, Texas woman, I just can't believe this is a prime example of why government should stay out of people's uh, bodies and bedrooms and all kind of stuff. This is a perfect example. And I hope uh, all these states take note of what's going on in Texas. See, Ohio, we 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 check. We fix that. You fix it. By voting to allow abortions in Ohio. For once, Ohio had some common sense. They had common sense on the marijuana, but they're still trying to screw it up in Columbus. (laughs) Yeah. They're trying to screw it up. But I guess they're saying it's going to be probably not until March when you'll be able to buy uh, recreational marijuana at the uh, medical dispensaries, at the medical marijuana dispensaries. You'll be able to buy it there first as the other places, you know, I guess go through everything they have to go through to open up. But we'll see. We will see. But they are really... You got to go with what, and, and DeWine, he, he's trying, you know, the will of the people, we're just trying to do it right. 
He's trying to remain the sensible one in all this. He's trying to remain sensible. But it's tough. It's tough dealing with those Republicans. It's tough dealing with them. I'm telling you. All right. uh, We're going to take a break. And the mayor is on his way over here right now. Just got a text message. Somebody said uh, on DirecTV, bounces on 82. Somebody said, okay, bounces on 82 on DirecTV? Really? Yep, that's what he said. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I know MeTV is on 77 on DirecTV. But uh, maybe uh, John Keysweater didn't know that because he didn't mention DirecTV when he mentioned Bounce TV. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Have to check that out. ABC's coverage will start on Bounce TV in Cincinnati. Channel 9 will pick up. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, It says... um, Bounce TV subchannel, CPO's Bounce TV subchannel. Bounce is available free over the air with an antenna on channel 9.3. It's also on Spectrum Cable, channel 992, and Alta Fiber on channel 258. So maybe he didn't know. I'll have to check with John, see if he left that out. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and uh, that should give the mayor time to get over here and come up the elevator and into the studio on 1230 the buzz it's time for where and the mayor where and the mayor from city hall to your backyard find out what's going on in and around cincinnati with where and the mayor on 1230 the buzz 1230 wdbz the buzz of cincinnati your talk station lincoln where and the mayor in the studio with us, and uh, welcome to the show. How Thanks you doing? Thanks for having me back. I'm doing well. I love I love our segment. It's always <laughs> oh, yes. great to be here with yes, you. Yes, yes. Good to have you here. Uh, well, the last time I saw you was just before uh, the uh, election, yeah. and the railroad issue passed, and you got to be happy about that. So happy, um, obviously about the railroad, but so happy that uh, Ohio took a stand uh, on the national stage to enshrine yeah. abortion rights, to legalize marijuana, which has been such a racial equity problem. Uh, throughout the country, but per- particularly here in, in the state of Ohio. And of course, the the sale of the railroad, which ensures fiscal um, prosperity, frankly, for our mm-hmm. infrastructure uh, long after all of us are gone. So the, the fact that we were able to make that investment for our kids and their kids uh, makes me really, really proud of the direction of the city. Yeah, and and the people, you know, people were shocked when they saw this fire station that they said had been there since before. Yeah. So will they be able to just gut that place and build a new one? How does that work? Absolutely. Is that that's considered existing infrastructure? That's right. So you can can you tear it down, or do you have to? Yes. Yes. So, uh, so the fire station you're talking about is the Madisonville Fire Station, which is you know over a hundred years old. It was built at a time when. Uh, horses were the primary mode of transportation. Uh, it doesn't have, you know, facilities for our, our female firefighters. It's woefully out of date. That's that's one of our top priorities is making sure fire stations like that, parks, rec centers, our uh, uh, roads, our bridges mm-hmm. are getting the funding necessary. Now, the the first the first year uh, we'll have access to the railroad money is actually not this coming budget right. cycle, but next budget cycle. Yeah. Um, however, uh, we, we anticipate that we'll be moving very, very quickly on 
uh, all of the infrastructure needs that we need. And the top priority for me is paving the roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last you know, 10, 15 years, we have fallen well short of our goal, which is 100 road miles every year to repave. In the past five five to ten years, we've only been able to pave twenty uh, road miles a year. Are you kidding me? So Jeez. yeah, eighty percent we're we're leaving on the table. Now we'll be able to do uh, the full one hundred miles, and people are going to see the benefits with fewer potholes, better roads, I mean, we, and, and that'll help safety for sure. It is tough on some of these streets it around is tough. Cincinnati. It is. So uh, that'll be good to hear. Uh, and you know, some people were they were trying to say, okay. Black folks help build the railroad. Uh, we, you know, the Kenyan Bar deal. What can we get out of this railroad deal? Of course, they the law is set up where you just can't give this money out freely. But right. is there any alternatives since there will be money freed up? Yeah. So look, the 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 four the deficit that we're talking about on the infrastructure side is four hundred million dollars. That 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 is a almost insurmountable yeah. amount of money to to um, to claw our way back from. So look, we 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 have the 1.6 billion. We're anticipating it's going to spit off between, you know, 50 to 70 million per year, but that's still going to take us a long yeah. time to claw our way yeah. out of that hole. And so uh, I'm I'm so thrilled that the railroad uh, sale passed for infrastructure dollars, but it's going to take some time to rebuild the infrastructure that we have. So we we don't have. In fact, we're we're facing deficits mm-hmm. on the operating side uh, already, given the uh, given the economic situation that we're facing and remote work. So look, it, it's still going to be a, a challenging few years mm-hmm. from a budget perspective, but at least from a long term perspective on the infrastructure side, we're looking really really good. And 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 I, I'm as uh, concerned about racial equity as as uh, anyone else in this city. And there's there's no doubt that for generations, some of the neighborhoods in our city have seen. Yeah huge amounts of infrastructure dollars and others have been neglected. We have stated very publicly with a 10-year plan that the city administration rolled out that we mean to end that practice and to, uh, frankly, uh, invest more in those underserved communities from an infrastructure perspective to bring them up to speed much quicker than other areas. Now, how's the uh, that uh, lawsuit with the tax abatements? Are there any of any sides? Are you guys talking, at least talking, or is there anything moving on that one? Yeah, there's there's no real updates on that yeah. front. I'm really proud of this council in the last term. Uh, we, we took a big swing on reforming the tax abatement program, and I'm really confident that it's in a much better place. Just for a refresher for your, for your listeners, uh, but when we got into office— no matter where you were, whether you were in Hyde Park or Sadamsville, you got access to the same amount of tax incentives. And so, of course, the incentives were concentrated in our wealthiest communities. We didn't think that was fair. And so we did exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. So now in a community like Sadamsville, you have the largest in- access to the largest incentive allowed by state law. And if you're in a community like Hyde Park or Mount Lookout, your incentive is significantly less, not just the okay. amount of money, but also the year duration. And so now, if you're in a underserved community, you have the biggest tax incentive, and if you're in a thriving community, you have the lowest tax incentive. I think that is completely equitable and fair, and will continue to encourage home construction, which is critically necessary as we continue to have an affordable housing challenge. Uh, what about the, the housing issue? Failed. You were against that. Council was against it. How are we looking as far as uh, affordable housing and uh, I guess 
affordable, you know, when you say that word affordable, a lot of people say, I can't afford it. Yeah. But how are we on low-income housing and, and affordable housing? Affordable housing continues to be a challenge for us. There's no doubt. Uh, the, the work that we have done has made the challenge better, but it's still the challenge still exists. And what I'm proud of is over $100 million now in the Affordable Housing Trust Fund in just two years of this council. And that money is already being put to good use. In fact, we are subsidizing units and providing gap financing for units um, uh, in the affordability range mm-hmm. and prioritizing, prioritizing, frankly, 60% of AMI and below, which is uh, which is the you know the poorest in our mm-hmm. community. In fact, when you look at the numbers, in just two years, we have exceeded the number of units financed uh, in the five years combined. Really? So, okay. so our strategy, we think, is working from a long-term perspective, but it's going to take a little time to get there. Now, in the short term, we are cracking down on predatory out-of-town landlords. Okay. okay. And council just this past week passed my housing package, which does exactly that, targets the worst of the worst uh, situations where Landlords are not providing heat, are not providing electricity, are not providing water to their tenants. Real crisis situations. This gives us more tools mm. to come in there, fix the problem, and charge the landlord, not the tenant, for the the cost of displacing people mm. or putting people up in hotels, the cost of actually fixing the problem, holding them more accountable so they can't continue to prey on us. We're also really focused on litter and dumping, particularly in oh, our, man. In our yeah. uninvested, underinvested communities. Some places, that's really— It's uh, a real oh, problem. And everyone man. deserves to live in a clean and comfortable place. And and I know that all of our residents take pride in their neighborhoods, but we have these bad, bad actors coming in and dumping their litter mm-hmm. and trash all over our beautiful yeah, communities. Yeah. And we're not going to take it anymore. So we, we uh, with this new ordinance, have fencing and camera ability. And if we find that you are dumping, not only are we going to fine you, we are going to uh, impound your car for real consequences mm-hmm. for these repeat offenders. Uh, and then finally, what I'm probably personally most proud of is uh, we just passed a million-dollar program called Access to Counsel. It's a partnership with uh, United Way and Legal Aid where if you are facing an eviction, can't afford an attorney and qualify, not only do you get free legal representation mm-hmm. in fighting your eviction, but we'll also give you access to a pool of money so you can oh. settle with the landlord and pay okay. your, your back rent if that's if that's appropriate. It's one of the first programs of this kind in the country. And again, we're leading the way on the very cutting edge of progressive policy ideas to try and, and drive more mm-hmm. equity into the into eviction court. When I was clerk of courts, I saw it. Ninety percent of residents are rent, uh, representing themselves. Ninety percent of landlords are being represented by an attorney. Tenants have no idea what the process is or what's going on in court. And a lot of times, most of the time, they don't even show up because yeah. they think, what's the point? Well, that's a problem. That's not real justice. Mm-hmm. And so the city is really taking the lead to try and even the playing field. Now, uh, and, and, and speaking of that, going back to the uh, housing issue, now, what? You're saying that their plan would plan would not have worked uh, the way they had it structured. You, the city just couldn't go through with that. Your plan is doable. You can do that and make it work. Is That's that- right. That's exactly right. Look, that we have we have a thirty million dollar deficit coming on the operating side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I think I think the futures commission right now is looking at our revenues and our expenses and are going to make recommendations at the beginning of the year. And, and I'm looking forward to that. 
But there's there's no doubt that we have to take a hard look at the revenues coming in from taxes and the expenses going out. And housing continues to be a top priority from a spending perspective. In fact, we just put another $5 million into the trust fund at the end of last year. So we're making good on our commitment there from a funding perspective. But the amount of money necessary to move the needle on affordable housing is astronomical. And so that cannot alone be the strategy. In addition to reforming the tax abatement process, in addition to putting more money into our affordable housing trust fund, we're also, for the last year and a half, been engaging in what we call connected communities, uh, community engagement, which is looking at the zoning laws in our city which unfortunately has its roots in the Jim Crow era yeah. of our country. Oh, yeah. The city is incredibly segregated, and we have incredible concentrations of poverty. And in part, that's by design because of our zoning code. Let me give you an example. A majority of our city prohibits multifamily units from being built in neighborhoods. We're, we're prohibiting duplexes, triplexes, condo buildings, apartment buildings in a majority of the city. That is keeping uh, our supply of housing artificially mm-hmm. low, which is increasing rents and property taxes artificially high, but it also prevents low-income folks from living in certain kinds of neighborhoods because we're telling them Mm -hmm. you can only live in this neighborhood if you can afford the most expensive kind of housing, which is single-family housing. And I think, and council thinks, that no matter how much money you have, you deserve to live in, in, uh, you deserve to have the option to To live live anywhere you'd like and have access to those kinds of schools and and services. Uh, And so we're looking at you know, our prohibitions on multifamily units. Mm-hmm. We're looking at, particularly in combination with our bus rapid transit, our redo of our public um, transportation uh, infrastructure, connecting the, uh, uh, the, the zoning reform and, mul- and density of housing in and around our public transit areas, which we think will not only help with the affordable housing challenge, but also help small businesses by bringing more customers to their stores. So this is something you're going to we're going to be rolling out here in the next few months. And it's really going to dominate the rest of uh, this next term. Uh, What about the streetcar? I heard some talk of maybe expanding the streetcar. I like the idea. I mean, I thought it was too short anyway from the beginning and they did have have to cut it back some to to, to get it done what, what do you think about that and where will it go if they expand the street yeah well, well look what i what i'd like to say is i'm very proud that during my uh mayoral term almost every month it seems we are breaking streetcar ridership levels uh people more and more are riding the streetcar which is only good news mm-hmm. for the density and vibrancy of downtown um i i think there are I, I think the economic development strategy around the streetcar has been a, a oh, home yeah. run. Ten out of ten, yeah. no notes. Yeah. The ridership is getting there. Uh, as we see the streetcar strengthen in its vitality and in, in its its use, I think it absolutely makes sense to look mm-hmm. at federal grants to see if it's if we need to, frankly, expand mm-hmm. it, if we can afford to expand it, and what the uh, return on investment would look like. Given the trillions of dollars in infrastructure money out there from the federal government, I think that's a, a perfect use yes. for that kind of money. I, 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 th- there are no plans. This yes. is this is very very preliminary. We're we're just we're studying the health of the streetcar. But I think proponents would say that the the most dense area of employment is downtown. The second most dense area of employment is uptown uh, near Avondale, Clifton, Cuff uh, area. And so uh, proponents would say they would be interested in connecting mm. okay. uh, uptown to downtown via the streetcar. But that is a conversation way ahead of, yes. of where we're yes. currently at. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up with 
the mayor, right here on 1230 The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Ware and the Mayor on a Tuesday morning. Lincoln Ware and Mayor Aftap Pierval in the studio. And uh, oh yeah, that was an issue with the sanitation workers on Martin Luther King's picture. Uh, what what is that? They didn't want some people didn't want it up. We're doing uh, it. We're doing it. We're gonna yeah, put Martin we're, Luther we're gonna King. We're gonna do it. Because, if I have to, if I have to pay personally to do it, it's gonna happen. So, I just met with AFSCME, um last week. They raised. This is the first time they raised the issue with me. I, I didn't know it was an issue, and I told them, "Look, this is this is a no brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this is the the least we can do to honor uh, Doctor King's he, legacy." Because I mean, he was fighting for the sanitation exactly. workers when you know in Memphis. That's so, right. That's uh, right. Who didn't want it out there? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I I all I know is when they told me, I immediately said, "This is going to happen." Yeah. Uh, by hell or high water, and uh, and it and it is okay. Well, that's good to hear. All right, a couple of questions from the audience. Dante, you have a question for the mayor? Yes, sir, I do. Um, it may be kind of um, you know probably not important, but my question is: is anything that could be done about um, the assault on, on metro bus drivers? Because there's been a lot lately, and the penalties for it is like a slap on the wrist. Oh, good point. There. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, th- that's a. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a real uh, cause for concern that Metro bus drivers are under attack, and this is consistent with other uh, public service workers that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, national headlines for postal workers under attack um, as well. Uh, unfortunately, last year we had someone from parking enforcement. Um, uh, someone pulled a gun on them. What? Jeez. Uh, you know, Dang. so it's the the. Look, the, the the public safety challenges that we're facing, particularly amongst our teens, is consistent throughout, which is there are way too many guns in our community. Yeah. Way too many people have guns and people are pulling their gun um, and threatening lethal force over really minor inconveniences, mm-hmm. whether it's road rage or knocking on the wrong door or pulling into the wrong driveway, as we've seen from national headlines. Um, Councilmember Johnson is particularly concerned about the. I mean, we're all concerned, but P- Councilmember Johnson's taking the lead, uh, and he's working right now with our solicitor's office uh, to see if we can increase um, the uh, penalty for attacking our public service workers, okay. be they metro worker, metro bus workers, or others. And we've also reached out to the state legislature to let them know this is. This is a problem that may need state action as well as local action. Speaking of guns, uh, Liz Keating's, uh, uh, I guess, uh, last hurrah or- ordinance on uh, uh, people not reporting their guns being stolen. Um, you think that's going to get through council or uh, how is it? It will get through council. And uh, so grateful for council member Keating's leadership on this. Look, the, 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 the gun violence um, and public safety tragedies that we're seeing, not just in Cincinnati, but around the country, are just more and more data points that gun violence isn't and should not be a partisan issue. No matter what you are from a ideological perspective, we all deserve to live in safe communities. Um, and Councilmember Keating uh, is is a proud Republican, but she understands that our current state laws just don't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, what we have from the state legislature is not only um, passing these insane laws like arming teachers in schools. But uh, they've prohibited local uh, cities from passing their own gun laws. 
So this this these two ordinances are narrowly tailored mm-hmm. to uh, withstand uh, a lawsuit challenge. Um, we we are strongly um, believe that we will prevail if they're challenged, but they more importantly close the loophole on what's called uh, the straw purchases or girlfriend loophole, where yeah, yeah. someone will ask someone without a criminal record, sometimes a girlfriend, to buy a, a handgun, conveniently lose it to this person, and then have the person engage in, in violent or criminal activity. Uh, these ordinances are meant to close that loophole and ultimately keep our community safer. All right. Uh, Charles, you have a question. Yes. Uh, I wanted to ask the mayor about uh, English Woods. I know that's city property. And and then you have a history of selling city property for $1 if it's developed. Will you be interested in jointly uh, been teaming up with the federal government HUD program and building low-income housing there. At least you can return some kind of return off of it instead of a tax evade, and then you say we're in a deficit and we're never getting anywhere. You just constantly deficit, like you're going to do the Saxwood Avenue building. Give it away for a dollar, give them tax evade, and then we don't collect no taxes, then you stay and we're in a deficit. If we collected money, that could help with the deficit. That's all. I'll, I'll shut up and listen. All right. Thanks for your call. I don't know if it works that way. The way you <laughs> no, that, that, thank you for that that question. It's, it's really, really important. What what, we're, what we are looking to do is make sure that city property uh, is being used for its highest and best yeah. use. And so the, I don't want to specifically talk about English Woods, but what, what I'm interested in, particularly where interest rates are, where insurance costs are, where construction costs are, it's incredibly hard to to uh, get buildings out of the ground right now. And so to make sure that we are continuing to grow, but specifically to make sure that we are encouraging investment in some of our most disinvested communities, we are right now looking at all lots of land that the city owns okay. and making sure that they're being used to its highest and best use. And if they aren't, then we are doing the work to pre- proactively see if we can get those areas developed. And housing, uh, the caller uh, mentioned, is our top priority, mm-hmm. um, not only in our neighborhoods, but also in our urban core. You've seen, um, you know, because of remote work, the density of our downtown and the vibrancy has has been challenged. Um, and so we are, from a strategic perspective, turning office space that is not the highest end into housing. It's what we did on the Macy's building. It's what we did with uh, the Tower Plaza building. It's what we did with the City Club building. And so yeah. there's more and more housing coming online downtown, which will help not only the vibrancy of our downtown, but also help the small businesses downtown as well. Uh, speaking of downtown GE, are we going to get any money back from yeah, GE? So, so it's important to know that, um, you know, the, the, can you hold that thought? Can go, you hold that ahead. thought? Let me take a break for news and then we'll come right back. Uh, Sandra Twin and Joan holding on. Plus, we want to know if we're going to get some of that money, those tax incentives uh, that we give them to come here and then they. All of a sudden, pack up and leave. We'll take a quick break. 1230, The Buzz.